the heart of Shaja. This is Pulse 95. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Hello, hello, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Now, the flu season is upon us, and many are wondering is this the time to get a flu shot? Or is the flu just something we are supposed to ride out to build our immunity? Antibiotic resistance is an increasing concern for doctors worldwide right now as more and more people are taking antibiotics when they shouldn't be, thinking that it's a shortcut to getting better when in fact it's harming our health. Dr. Hanan Ashraf will be here with us to talk the flu, antibiotics and how to stay healthy this winter. When should you be taking antibiotics and when is it simply not the right course of treatment? Questions are coming in for Dr. Hanan on the text lines as well as our social media. Do follow us on Pulse95 Radio on Instagram. We are going to be on Instagram Live as well. And if you want to ask the doctor a question, it's easy to get in touch. Text us there or text the lines on 4215 for Itasalat or 2022 for Do. It's Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Life Beats Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. 95. Hello and welcome to Life Beats on Pulse 95. Now, antibiotics are powerful drugs that help our bodies to ward off disease caused by bacteria. And that right there is the key, bacteria. When they're used properly, they quickly and effectively eliminate infections that causing us to feel better in a matter of days, sometimes almost immediately. However, when they're used to treat other conditions, antibiotics are not only ineffective, but they can be harmful to our health. And there's a growing body of research uh, that says the more we take antibiotics to cure bacterial infections, the more our bodies build resistance, uh, which wipes out their effectiveness in making us well. And that could be detrimental. To tell us more, we have with us here today Dr. Hanan Ashraf of Asta Clinic in the studio. Welcome. Good morning, Miss Sally. Thank you for inviting me. Great to have you. <clears throat> Great to have you with us. Just that frog in the throat doesn't go away, does it? Um, but this is, uh, in fact, coming uh, into Antibiotic Awareness Week. Yes. It's amazing that there's a whole week around this, but it just kind of tells you. Um, how big the problem actually is. That's right. Um, for you, Dr. Hanan, when you go into um, into your clinic and, and when patients come to you, what are they saying? Do they often, do people often come and say, uh, I'm not feeling well, I need antibiotics, can you help me? So this is a really important concern actually. Antibiotic resistance is actually growing. Past few years, you notice that many of the antibiotics don't work. Uh, the main reason being the patients misusing it. So I've been having patients who come to me complaining of uh, a normal flu or like throat pain and then they would be asking for antibiotics when it's not really required. So I do explain them that it's not the time when you should be starting to take antibiotics because it depends on the symptoms. Mostly most of these infections like a sore throat or like a flu is usually caused by the viruses. 
So it's you something don't do, really basic like a sore throat. Yes. It's something that, that doesn't need You don't need really anything. need to take an antibiotic for that. You probably yeah. need like some chicken soup or yeah, that, that's some true. <laughs> tea with, you know, honey and, and lemon. Home remedies. And you could go for like some antihistamines or paracetamol, just symptomatic treatment, not antibiotics. Do you think, why do you think people are asking for antibiotics straight away? What's uh, the misunderstanding there or is it just a, a thing of um, people needing to get back to work, you know, as soon as yes. possible? Why do they come and ask for that when yeah. they don't need it? I've had these patients who go like, I have a meeting to attend tomorrow or the next day and I need to recover quickly. So I need to start with the antibiotic. But they don't really understand the fact that, you know, the use of antibiotics is going to cause more harm than do good to them. Yeah. And it's not like you start taking the antibiotic and you'll feel better. If it's a virus, it wouldn't even work. So that's the key, right? People don't understand uh, oftentimes that there's a difference between a viral infection and a bacterial, and a bacterial infection. infection. True. These are two completely two different, different uh, you know, uh, diseases that you've got going on here. Exactly. And antibiotics. So take us through antibiotics 101. Antibiotics are not going to cure viruses. What are antibiotics for exactly? So basically antimicrobials, we have like um, antibiotics, antiparasitic medicines, antimalarials. So antibiotics usually affect or like work only on bacterial infections. If you have like some infection of the sinus or of the lungs or urinary tract infections, which all these caused by the bacteria. So the antibiotics can work on them. So we have like more than hundreds of antibiotics. I think uh, mostly people are familiar with the penicillin groups, which is like the amoxicillin. Uh, we have other types like ciprofloxacin, azithromycin. So these are antibiotics used to cure the different types of infections. Because uh, you can't, it's, it's kind of funny because I see sometimes people um, just going into a pharmacy. Pharmacy and taking it over the counter. That's like the most worst thing to do. Well, and tell us why is that the worst thing to do? Because I think that's really important for people to understand. What kind of harm can that do to you? Usually what happens is like they've been taking it before and then they might have found it effective. Like maybe the doctor has prescribed for them and the next time when they go, they get the same symptoms. They're like, okay, well, I'll go ahead from the pharmacy and get this, you know. But that's not the case because um, taking the same antibiotic actually reduces the efficacy and it actually does not even really help them get cured better. So it's like, you know, they, they take these antibiotics and they feel like, oh, okay, the first two days it's working. But then the third day they come back to you saying that, oh, like the symptoms are not completely recovering mm. because they're, they have already developed a resistance to that medicine. So antimicrobial resistance or antibiotic resistance is a really important topic. And it's really important for them to know that why they shouldn't really um, just start with an antibiotic without knowing what its function is or like you know which antibiotic would be preferable for them or is it really needed in the first place exactly and this is why you are a doctor and this is why we are not <laughs> we have to come and seek professional advice That's right. uh, whenever we're sick and not just to ask for antibiotics it's True. not it's not an a, a cure-all yeah it's it, and besides like it's it's good that it's made really strict right now that you you cannot just go to the um, pharmacies and get it over the counter in mm -hmm. the past few years, it was really easy, but right now they've made really strict rules. They've so changed it. Th that's really good. Without a prescription, you, you're not allowed to get any antibiotics. Yeah, you have to make sure yeah. that you've got your prescription from uh, the doctor. Uh, Dr. Hanan Ashraf is here with us in the studio. We are talking uh, antibiotics, antibiotic resistance, uh, making sure that we are getting the correct medicine at the correct time and understanding the effects on our bodies. It is so important. Um, but it, can you actually do anything about 
uh, antibiotic resistance after it's happened? We can actually, because the thing is, if you seek medical attention quickly, that that's the only way to get it right. Because uh, if you continue to take a medicine which you're resistant to, basically the antibiotic, the bacteria just multiplies and then it causes more complications and you end up being hospitalized and the length of stay is high and even the it affects the costs of living as well mm. you'll be spending more time in the hospital and getting iv injections and they have their own side effects too you're thinking so, it's going to be a shortcut when in fact it, it just it's going to complicate things so much it just more. makes things worse yeah it's interesting because sometimes people will say uh just don't take the mm. antibiotics even though they might have a bacterial infection um, they say, if I ride it out, if I just let my body recover on its own, uh, then I uh, will be healthier that way. Is this correct or is this a mis- misconception? Um, I would say it's a misconception because flu is quite common right now and it shouldn't be taken so lightly because mm. it has its own effects as well. Especially if you have the influenza, it can have its own complications. You might end up having pneumonia and it can be so serious that it can even cause death. Oh my goodness. So it's something which you need to consult your doctor and get it checked if it's something which you can take lightly. Let's talk about that next. Uh, Coming up after the break, uh, we're going to talk with Dr. Hanan Ashraf about the flu. It is flu season. Uh, What you should be doing, what you should be looking out for in terms of symptoms uh, and how it can affect you. Should we be getting flu shots? All of that and more is coming up on Life Beats on Pulse 95. Heart of Shadow. This is Pulse 95. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. Welcome back to Life Beats. We are talking antibiotics. We're talking the flu season. We're talking uh, keeping healthy uh, in the winter months. Uh, Dory, thank you so much for your text. She's uh, talking about uh, an ad that she remembers seeing uh, in the UK uh, about not taking antibiotics uh, willy-nilly anytime. Um, and uh, she says, yes, I agree. Thank you so much for your text and to others who are texting in as well. Um, uh, something that we've uh, had people talking about as well, Dr. Hanan, uh, is uh, hormones uh, or antibiotics um, that are in fact, injected into animals. Uh, Because as we know, um, you know, in terms of poultry, in terms of meat, uh, the meat that we eat, um, there are farmers who do inject antibiotics into um, those uh, animals. Yeah, this is really uh, something which we have to look into because we've seen that, you know, suboptimal doses of antibiotics are injected to the animals in just just in order to promote growth. And this is a and to major stop them reason. getting sick as well. I exactly, think. just to stop the antibiotic, uh, to stop the bacteria in them. Yeah, right. and this has led to like a really bad uh, case of antibiotic resistance. Other than the patients misusing it. So, basically, um, mm. you don't actually need to be taking antibiotics. This is a big point now, so I want to mm. get it absolutely right. You don't need to be taking antibiotics, but if the animals that you are consuming. Uh, takes these antibiotics that also leads to resistance that's such an important point which is why we should be looking at where where exactly we're getting these source of meat and you know the poultry yes yeah absolutely we really need to make sure about that because it's it's something really sad like you know these things can be prevented and uh, the complications what they cause because of these small things which we can take care of is really really horrible Mm. 
that is something to, to be thinking about next time you go to the supermarket uh, to really look at what is going into your meat, what's going into your chicken. Exactly. Um, very, very important point. Thank you, uh, Dr. Hanan. Hanan uh, Dr. Hanan Ashraf is here with us in the studio. If you've got uh, questions for her about the flu, we're going to be tackling that next, uh, Dr. Hanan, because as we've heard at the beginning of this month, tragically, um, we've seen a case already here uh, in the UAE, in Dubai, of a, of a schoolgirl. Nine-year-old. Nine absolutely devastating. Uh, she passed away uh, from what was described as, as a, a viral infection. A viral infection, something that was flu-like. Like this, oh. this is something which we have to be concerned about. The parents have to be looking out for certain symptoms, which signs and symptoms in the in the in their child. Like if they're having high grade fever, which is lasting for like more than two days, or they've been having cough, or they've been having a really bad sore throat. Mm. So it's been with high grade fevers and chills, and they'll have to make sure that they get their child uh, treated, or like you know, they bring them to the doctor, because uh, this case which was recently there in the newspaper which was really something really sad. She was just nine years old who had a viral infection. Probably we don't know the treated. details of that particular case, of course, and we can't comment on it. That's for sure. We're not trying True. to do that. But certainly that case... Um, that it, actually concerned many of the parents. Yes. Did you have parents coming to you? I had them coming to me and then checking for influenza viruses in case if they have had like high fever or high... Um, you know, body aches or like high um, hybrid fever with chills. Mm. So they want to make sure that they are not suffering from the same illness and they don't want it to get com complicated. Are these, uh, are these uh, parents of children who went to the same school? Same school as well, yeah. Okay, as this particular child. True. I just, yeah, because it's it, really devastating. It really is. Uh, it's an incredibly upsetting story. But for us, I think for it helps us to think... What do we need to be looking out for? And that is the important thing. And not to go too far and not to um, to panic uh, because it's it's not some kind of an outbreak, a viral outbreak. But um, Dr. Hanan, every day, um, if your child has a sore throat or if they have a cough, what is it um, that we should be looking out for? And, and where do you draw the line and you say, that's it, the child has to stay home rather than go to school? We, we see a lot of schools now saying, do not like just being really explicit about it and saying don't send your child to school if they are sick so yeah. what should we be doing so well we'll have to see if it is a normal fever or it's like a high grade fever with chills if they're having any body how aches high is is a high fever maybe about 38 for two days straight and you're giving paracetamol like every four hours two tablets each and it's still not coming down and the patient is complaining of severe fatigue or muscle cramps and if they're having loss of appetite, all these are signs of like severe flu. So if they're taking symptomatic treatment and still they're not getting better, or you see like they're getting worse, then you need to bring them to the clinic in mm -hmm. order to get it checked if it's something else. Mm. Exactly. And so in terms of, um, you know, keeping them home, uh, that they've had their medication, sometimes they may not improve uh, straight away exactly. or they may get worse. Uh, should you be concerned then and coming back to see the doctor or is it something uh, we always get told, oh, you know, don't don't be, um, you know, uh, don't, don't be silly. It's just it's it's just a flu. Yeah, it's just a flu. You just should ride it out. You should just be home um, take some rest, takes lots of fluids. Um, we need a lot of fluids as well as some antivirals like Tamiflu helps 
um, get you over this uh, condition. Mm-hmm. So if it is just uh, symptomatic treatment and still they're not getting better, we need to start them on antivirals, not necessarily antibiotics, unless if it's complicated by a super infection. Yeah. Then you need to start the antibiotics. Yes. Okay. So it it depends, and that is the the doctor's job to monitor that and yes. to see when it's moved between being a viral infection mm. to a bacterial infection and therefore to to prescribe to start the antibiotics yes antibiotics and and to prescribe the right ones that's true so don't <laughs> don't self medicate do, do you see a lot of people self medicating they they do and they go to the counter the over the counter medicines are like really common but then it's been strict right now so mm. that is helping to reduce the resistance All right. Okay. This is so so important. So, uh coming up next we want to talk more about uh, the flu shot. Should we be getting a flu shot? Yes. Uh, it's, yes. It's it's a season right now, so it's like after September it's obviously preferred to get the flu shot so that you can, you know, even if you develop a flu, you will have less severity. Okay. So, that will help you for like a year. A year. Yes. That's interesting. Okay, so we're going to talk more about the flu shot. If you've got questions about that, I know I've got a lot of questions because sometimes I think, do they really even work? Uh, oh. We're going to be doc- asking <laughs> Dr. Hanan Ashraf next on Life Beats on Pulse ninety five. This is Pulse ninety five. Ninety five. Keeping it local. Keeping it local all day, every day. Heart of Shasha. Life beats. Life beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse ninety five. We are back with Dr. Hanan Ashraf talking, staying healthy in the winter months and particularly as it's flu season right now. Should you be getting a flu shot? Should you be getting vaccinated against the flu? Dr. Hanan, yes. Tell us a bit more about um, the flu shot. Maybe there are some who haven't had the flu shot. Uh, don't don't do it. There are some who do it every year. Um, yes. What is it? What does it do? So basically, flu shot works against the influenza. So influenza is a potentially serious disease. It can lead to hospitalization and sometimes even death. So this is something which we need to be careful about. Mm. Yeah. So influ influ the influvac, which is the flu shot, usually protects you against different strains of influenza. We have like the type A and type B mainly. So type A, we have the H one N one, H two N three. These strains usually are contained in the inactivated vaccine form, and that's what is given as the vac- vaccination. Yeah. So usually this is the season when you supposed to be taking the vaccination from October till Jan, Feb. This is the time the flu season. So if you get vaccinated, anyone above six years, six months of age is supposed to be vaccinated. Hmm. In case you get vaccinated right Everyone, now, anyone from six months of age. Yes. Wow. So this is really safe, and uh, it also helps you not to develop any complications. So the high risk factors, of course, are like patients with like who's less than five years of age and more than sixty five years of age, people with chronic diseases like diabetes, hypertension. Because I tell you other what, other comorbidities, yeah. little kids. Yeah. I feel like they have like the most intense germs and viruses ever. And that's ever. true because they have a really low immunity. So this is the best time to get it vaccinated so that you know they can develop the antibodies. So once you get vaccinated, it takes about like two to three weeks for the antibodies to develop. Really? Yes. So it doesn't work straight away. No. So in case if you're planning, even suppose you're traveling outside the country, you need to take it like few weeks prior to it. Mm. Okay. 
So that's really important. Depends on which part of the um, which part you're traveling to. There are different vaccinations which you have to be taking. So, is there a certain time that people should be getting vaccinated uh, within the flu season itself, or how does that work? Yes, for the flu season, uh, it would be preferably like in the beginning of September or October. Okay. And uh, the immunity lasts for one year. So after one year, you'll have to take another shot. This is because, of course, your body will uh, will not be um, the immunity is not enough. Like after the one year, so you need to repeat your shot after that. Okay. So yeah. this is uh, something that, uh, as we know, is uh, recurring. You have to do it again. Exactly. And so when you take it every year, it, do they when you when they give you the vaccination? Um, is it catering to different strains according to the strains that are uh, being presented or yes, how does it work? Usually when the vaccines are made, this is always reviewed. The different strains, which is like uh, resistant strains and stuff are included. Mm-hmm. So every time this is reviewed when a new vaccine is made. So that's the reason it's preferable to get it every year. So all these strains are included when you're vaccinated. We actually have um, a message from Maha. She says, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pregnant at the moment um she is uh, five months pregnant she's saying should i be taking uh, a flu shot yes for pregnant ladies as well it's good to take the flu shot mm-hmm. um she'll have to consult with her doctor to see if she has any other comorbidities and if it's the right time to get it but pregnant it's safe for the pregnant women as well to get the flu shot and uh, not only it helps the pregnant ladies but it also passes the antibodies to the unborn baby Okay. Uh, Adam says, uh, I'm going to be traveling uh, in about a month's time uh, over uh, the December holidays. He's asking, should I be taking the flu shot? And are there other vaccinations that I should be taking? Yes, uh, this is a good time to take it because it usually takes two to three weeks for the antibodies to develop. So it would be great if we could go and get the vaccination done right now. And uh, coming to the other vaccinations, it depends on which part of the world he's traveling to. Okay. And what are the prevalent uh, diseases in that place? So maybe he could go for the hepatitis vaccine because that's the most commonly used one. Hep B, Hep A. Yeah. And definitely consult uh, with your doctor and ask them. Sure. Um, be specific about where you're going. Like exactly. you said, it depends where you're going as to what kind yeah, of like vaccinations you're going you need. For Saudi, you need to go for the meningococcal vaccine. Okay, so, that's really important, sense. particularly yeah. if you're going to do Umrah or uh, Hajj season is over. But, you know, a lot of people go there to do Umrah and that's really important to get the meningococcal vaccine yeah. when you go there as well. Um, it, it Does all of this um, have uh, a lot to do with in terms of uh, kids and their own vaccinations? You know, kids have to have uh, a certain yeah, course of vaccinations. Of vaccinations yeah. um, and obviously this is uh, going to stop them get, getting ill, uh, but this is not, the, the flu vaccine is definitely not covered within that. So uh, there are some uh, parents who wonder, is that something that gets covered in there as well or not? It's not. Uh, this is going to be a separate vaccine. It is separate. Yeah. And you can get it done. You can get it done at the doctors. You don't need to go to a hospital or anywhere no, no, to do you that. you can go to any, any clinic. Okay. You can Very get easy. this done easily, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's usually inserted to the. Uh, you get like an intramuscular injection, and that's it's just safe. Yeah, mm. and just get it done. Uh, get your flu shot to make sure you do that. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be talking about what we need to be doing to stay healthy this winter. Are there certain vitamins? Because a lot of people talk about uh, vitamin C yes. uh, being something that can help. Uh, we're going to be putting those questions to Dr. Hanan Ashraf right after this. This is Pulse 95.
95. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. What do you need to do to stay healthy this winter? We're talking uh, flu vaccinations. Um, something uh, you were telling me about, uh, Dr. Hanan, uh, mm. is uh, there are some groups who um, whose immunity are actually compromised because of, of other conditions um, yep. that they have as well. Uh, common things like diabetes. Diabetes, hypertension, or if you're like having a compromised immunity with like patients with cancer, HIV. These are really high risk of developing influenza. So it's really important that they get their flu shots. Mm-hmm. And even um, people res- residing in the nursing homes yeah. or like healthcare practitioners, it's really important that they get vaccinated every year. Do you know something um, uh, that we see quite often now is people using the antibacterial hand wipes, the hand sanitizers. Is that a good idea? Because there are some who say uh, you shouldn't be using those too much. That will compromise your immunity. It's a good idea to keep uh, using the sanitizer just in order to prevent the germs from being transferred. But of course, it's not a good idea to overuse it because you might be consuming it in case if you're not washing your hands well after using it Mm -hmm. and you're going to go for consuming food or anything, then in that case, yeah, of course, it's not good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, make sure you're using it correctly. Uh, But finally, your thoughts on how we can keep healthy this uh, winter. Everybody says take your vitamin Vitamin C. C. Does that really help? Vitamin C, yeah, of course, it helps in uh, developing the immunity. So basically, if you're not taking fruits and vegetables on a daily basis, you don't have it from the food, then supplements is the only way to get it right then. But so, it's, it's so much better to get it fresh, right? Yes. It's always better to get it from the fruits, vegetables straight away. If not, then of course you need to use the supplements and you need to take like one gram daily on a daily basis. Okay. So that helps in uh, developing immunity other than that, uh, getting your vaccinations on time, um, keeping yourself hydrated, using sanitizers, like you said. These are the ways you can prevent uh, getting infected. What about sleep? I've heard that uh, not getting enough sleep can compromise your uh, immunity as well. This too does. So you need to get a good like five to six hours of sleep every day. At least. No stress, at least. Yeah, yeah. No stress, exercise. These things help you build immunity. Chill out. <laughs> Chill out. No stress. I love how, you know, when people come on the show and say, don't stress out. <laughs> it's just like, yes, in an ideal world. But yeah, do things that, that make you happy, mm-hmm. that de-stress you. Make sure you keep doing those things uh, to keep your you immunity up. You need those up. endorphins released. Yeah. So you feel happy, yeah. Exercise is good for that. That's true. Releasing endorphins. Yeah. That makes you feel amazing. Go for a walk in the amazing weather right now that we have. I know. It's been raining, but still. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. Singing in the rain. It's it's always good to, like, you know, exercise at least like 45 minutes daily, five days a week. That's that's pretty good enough. Yeah. Get it in. Get your exercise in. Dr. Hanan Ashraf, what an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Nice talking to you. Yes, and uh, lots of uh, great advice and lots of great tips for us to keep healthy this winter. Now, coming up in the next hour, author and life coach uh, Rokhaya Khan is here to share her smile strategy to take you from stuck to unstuck in life. Keep it here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Keeping it local, all day, every day.